You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters Podcast. My name is Ian the Wall Informed, and I'm here with Phil the Philip Badger. So, when I'm 95, do you think um, my grandson will be able to, uh, or my granddaughter, will be able to write a, uh, a letter to Nintendo and get them to replace my original Switch so I can finally finish uh, Breath of the Wild? As long as you can um, keep calling your kid boy from god of war i think that'll happen <laughs> okay <laughs> um no like uh tell us more about your story <laughs> well there there was a a 95 year old uh grandmother who in in japan who just loved playing tetris on her game boy until her game boy broke i mean like what uh lady that i don't hey that I not know of doesn't like Tetris. <laughs> so, and then uh you know and then uh they, they took the her Game Boy to a to a shop to get repaired and they you know, it's an original Game Boy. They were first released in nineteen eighty nine and um they just didn't have the parts for it to fix it. And you know, and then they wrote to Nintendo um the the grandson did and then somehow somewhere they found an original game boy in their warehouse and they they gave it to this uh old grandmother so she could uh continue to play tetris and that's a rather heartwarming customer support story in my opinion i i vote i i've looked at other <laughs> uh customer service manufacturers when it came um um when it's come to other ones they can be either average to terrible but i um one time i um had my uh gamecube break on me <laughs> mm-hmm. and so i was expecting um like ups to contact me the next day but no they literally showed up at my door five minutes later. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so and they, did they pack up your uh, GameCube and send it off to get fixed? Or yes, and they brought it back within uh, two days' time. Oh wow! I don't know how much of a stranglehold Nintendo has on their customer service, but. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, and some, you know, and you hear you hear good stories of customer service, and you hear you hear, and it's good to get those out there to counterbalance the all the horrible stories that you hear because you just, you know, when someone has a good experience, you know, they don't tend to want to. It just doesn't seem to get talked about, and I think, you know, I think talking talking about good things in the world is 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 important, especially in these dark times. Yes, it's it's good to have um um 
it's good to have um, um, talk about the good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, speaking of which, do you want to hear uh, good news, bad news? Kind of a trade off. Um, surprise me, Ian. How would you like to start? Um. So you know how we talked on this um uh we talked maybe about a month ago about super um no a couple months ago about Super Mario Brothers GT and how uh Mark Haynes was no uh, Mark Haynes aka Alvin Earthworm was nowhere to be seen. I remember we talked about it, and I was su- surprised to find out it wasn't about uh, it wasn't a series based on Mario Kart, as the GT would have me believe. Yeah, no, it's based off of, um, it's based off the um, fighting style of Dragon Ball. <laughs> okay, and so, and I mean, here, here I was thinking GT stood for Gran Turismo or something like that. I'm sorry. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no. I mean, I I can admit I can understand that I'm wrong. So, I go w- ahead. I would like to see that in a game, but then again, I like to take it one step further and see uh, what's it called? Um, F Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might as well just do uh, do Wacky Racers, but with Nintendo characters. I'd watch that. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> We're gonna get to that okay. in a moment. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll put a pin in that, and let's let's circle back to our to what we were, were going to do originally. Yeah. So what I came to find out this week, and within the last maybe like ten hours, um, within the last few few days to mm-hmm. that time frame, is that um, uh, Super Mario Brothers GT was no more <laughs> as of like um as of late february uh-huh because as they, in no more new ones were coming out or it actually got pulled from youtube no the content creator pulled all his videos from youtube <laughs> okay because supposedly he um um uh, supposedly he had uh, plagiarized people who had done the original sprite work off of companies like um, Screw Attack or AKA Death Battle and places like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was caught red-handed, and so he took down all his videos. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's not a good thing to be caught doing. Um. So then. Uh, a week later, <laughs> um, Mark Haynes, aka Elvin Earthworm, decides to renew the series. Oh, okay. And they checked if they were the same person, and no, they are not the same person. <laughs> okay. So he's um, rebooting Dragon Ball. Um, I said Dragon Ball, Super Mario Brothers. Um, Super Mario Brothers Z, and he's. Um, rebooting episode. Hey, he's um in the process of doing episode two, and I'm like, um, it only took um one guy to do 
something potentially um uh potentially wrong in order to get him to um um bring him back from the dead. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I guess I guess that would be why the Super Mario Brothers Z. I mean, it is after all after the zombie apocalypse, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, while Dragon um, while Super Mario Brothers Z is more of like Super um, Dragon Ball's uh, GT. Super Mario Brothers Z is more like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Okay, so that's nothing to do with zombies. It has, it could have zombies in right. it, but no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Um, but no, I personally like this series because of the uh, cross play, like mm-hmm. Mario and Sonic teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. to get, um, now, do me. you do you have to be familiar with Dragon Ball Z at all to to understand it, or can you? Can it? Does it pretty well stand on its own? pretty well stands on its own mm-hmm. and it has its own plot points and um a lot of good uh fighting and pr- at least pretty good dialogue mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but um a super mario brothers gt may be getting a comeback for as long as he um um should I say Smasher Block, mm-hmm. the channel, um, decides not to infringe <laughs> or on other people's works. <laughs> right. So parts of it will have to be redone before it goes back up. Yep, absolutely. And <laughs> making sure that he does all the character designs himself. Mm-hmm. And he can draw inspiration from it, but right. not – um, can't just outright steal it. You can't outright steal it, correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and give recognition where recognitions do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, but uh, let's see. Um, we had talked um last time about Dragon Ball um Dragon Ball Z abridged. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that and how. Ha- <laughs> And how how they're um, necessarily good people behind them? <laughs> like this was kind of a force to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I went back to look at all the comments, and mm-hmm. I shouldn't have. <laughs> never read the comments. Never, eh? never read the comments <laughs> because <laughs> they got. I feel like they've lost a ton of a, a good amount of their fan base because they um um they made that video mm-hmm. and their timing their timing wasn't that great because they um they kind of announced a new series called Unabridged where it's like you um they have all these open mics and video cameras, and of course, we're not used to that. Correct? <laughs> oh no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but, but, I mean, what they should have done is bring the unabridged series in, and then <laughs> that so that it's like, oh, 
we understand now what you're going to do mm-hmm. so they don't lose as much fan base as they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm not <clears throat> I'm not the creator of their um I I'm not the managing body behind that. That's uh a guy named Lanny Pator and mm-hmm. um another named Kaiser Neko. Their usernames, but those are the um executive branch, the body of this of that company. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> but, gotcha. But but maybe maybe um and I'm not encouraging it maybe we should go the route of um um, super mario brothers gt and start um taking their sprite work and then (laughs) not giving credibility so that they're forced to do that again (laughs) that seems like a lot of trouble that seems like too much trouble (laughs) Mm Yeah, especially if you get caught, and especially now that we've talked about it openly on the podcast, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Hey, that's what I'm not saying. That's what we should do, and I am saying it to us, right. us two. That's uh, not what we should do. <laughs> Gotcha. We're not doing that. Wink. <laughs> Wink. We're not doing that. At most, we're making insults and um, clever quips. But <laughs> other than that, um, um, other than that, you were in the um, uh, um, you had talked about wacky racers, correct? <laughs> Yes, yeah, we brought that up about uh, maybe a few minutes ago. Yeah, maybe like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, and we should talk about how somebody should do a Wacky Racers just with Mario Kart and maybe uh, F-Zero characters. I mean, we don't necessarily need that. We have the, um, um, within this week, the Scooby Doo, tra- uh, the Scoob trailer <laughs> Came mm-hmm. out and it has all the wacky racers. It has <laughs> the wacky racers. It has Dick Dastardly and, um, uh, does it have the Blue Falcon? It has the Blue Falcon. Does it have Dino Mutt? It has Dino Mutt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any other Hanna-Barbera characters? Does Jabberjaw part of this or Grape Ape or? It should be. <laughs> I, uh, I know that they're looking to put in Captain Caveman. <laughs> Hong Kong so, is Hong Kong Fui in here? I want him to here. I will have to rewatch the trailer to see who's in it. I know that they um It sounds the way you're making it sound it's more like a question of who's not in it. Yes. <laughs> I mean they have Shaggy, Scoopy and the um, mystery machine. Um, the mis- the mystery machine five. Mm-hmm. Right. Velma, Daphne, and Fred. That's mm-hmm. it. I right. can get their names, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like a good. It looks like a good flick mm-hmm. with all the nostalgia elements like Dynamite and um, the Falcon Fury. 
<laughs> as a spaceship. Or- right. Uh-huh. I mean, I watch an, I remember watching an episode here and there of Blue Falcon and Dino Mud and all those other shows. I think they were on USA Cartoon Express back in the day. Um, I remember watching them, but that's about it. I don't, don't really have a whole lot of fond memories of most of Canna Barbera's canon. It just, just did not work for me. I mean, I, in terms of Hanna Barbera, I didn't watch a whole lot of Wacky Racers. I watched, um, what's it called? Um, Huckleberry Hound and, oh, yes. uh, Huckleberry mm-hmm. Hound and the Jetsons, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Flintstones. Flintstones, which is the, of course. Kind of the prehistoric version of the Jetsons. Exactly. <laughs> or the Jetsons are the futuristic version of the Flintstones. Take your pick. I, uh, Flintstones was basically the standard, the show that you had to watch on here in Barbera. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Um, Which itself was based on the Honeymooners back in the day. I knew that somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just trying to remember what other shows there was. Um, Huckleberry Hound, Underdog. Top Top Cat. um, Secret Squirrel. uh, Oh, yeah. I remember Secret Squirrel. Uh, Space Ghost, I think, was one of them. Space goes coast to coast. <laughs> um, that's all I remember. I I know there's one more that I really I really like, but I can't think of it for the life of me. <laughs> Nothing's coming to me either on that. Yes. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> but um, let's see. Um, you were talking about um we were talking about the Jetsons a little bit, so why don't you um um go into the future and talk about The Last of Us? <laughs> <laughs> the Last of Us, which is you know, given given uh, certain world events feels a little more um feels kind of a little weird and out of place, but uh we're gonna go with it. Um Last of Us is being adapted into an HBO series. Nice. It's, <laughs> it's another show on HBO I won't watch because it's HBO. <laughs> I probably won't watch it either because it's HBO and I'm, you know, I just, I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and I don't really, I'm not going to fork out an extra 15 bucks a month for something I'm never not going to get to. I mean, I've heard great things about it. And if you're into whatever genre The Last of Us is, well, I mean, have you have you did you play The uh, Last of Us um, when it came when it was out on a when it came out? I think in 2013. No, no, I I remember I've played Last of Us. I I think I bought it day one. I played it day one, and I finished it in about two weeks. Um, and it was it was amazing. Um, that said, I'm not sure it really needs to be adapted to an HBO series. I mean, especially if they're just going to lift the story right out of the game. Um, I think the game does a good enough job of its own of telling its story. And 
No, I, I am excited for Last of Us Part 2, which is coming out in May. Um, but I don't really feel like this is something that needs to be an HBO series. I mean, what genre is it? It's, it's kind, it's a, uh, it's kind of a stealth, um, action game. Um, for those of you who don't know, Last of Us is kind of set after a zombie apocalypse, um, wipes out, um, basically 90% of America. Um, and the game itself involves a hero, more of an anti-hero named Joel, who is tasked with transporting a young girl named Ellie, um, across America to meet up with a group called the Fireflies to potentially develop a cure, um, for the, for the zombie plague. Um, and, uh, the, the game of The Last of Us kind of retell, you know, just is their journey. Um, their journey of, you know, over distance and their journey of growth and, you know, the ways that, the way that they bond with each other o- over that, over that journey. Um, and I, the game is, I think, a masterpiece of storytelling, of gameplay. Um, and rightfully remembered as one of the best of the of the PS3 generation, and I'm I'm excited to see where they go with Last of Us Part Two. Um, and yeah, that's that's the Last of Us. <laughs> I mean, it sounds it sounds good. I mean, but it's you know I'm big on nintendo uh-huh. i've had every system <laughs> mm-hmm. I, this is, and this is a sony playstation exclusive so um i i you know i i like both sony and nintendo so i buy you know usually we'll buy both of their platforms in any given generation um and i i think this is a this is a type of game that uh you know really shines on on Sony's uh platforms and I think Sony is good about giving them the space they need to do do what they do. Yeah, because that would um I don't want to make a joke about it because it sounds like a great game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that one jab for <laughs> Jetsons to um Last of Us I feel bad now. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just it's just two very different takes on the future of America, and I I think you know both both uh, voices are valid in the world of speculative fiction. So, yes, and in talks of speculative uh, fiction, have you heard about um, um, the video game Double Cross? No, I haven't actually. I mean, you sent me a guide on how um there's these two games that no matter what will have to double cross <laughs> either way <laughs> oh oh yeah I, I remember i remember this now um before before we get to the last of us part 2 though um we're having probably the weirdest um the weirdest coincidence in terms of release dates for animal crossing and Doom Eternal, two wildly different games that 
you know, the internet has kind of embraced the contrast of these two <laughs> games coming out on the same day. And it's not too hard to find a picture of Isabel from Animal Crossing, you know, making <laughs> friends with Doom Guy. I see that all over. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I think, I think it's amazing. And I think both of those games represent, you know, what gaming can mean to various subsets of folks who enjoy that hobby. I mean, Brad from um, Eight Bit Waffles um, bought a whole nother Switch system uh, for just Animal Crossing, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo found Nintendo found a way. <laughs> I'm like, in in terms of me, in terms of these type of games, Animal Crossing is the type of game where I'm like, I'm going to go in now that it's going to come out this year. I'm going to go buy it sometime next year. <laughs> mm-hmm see how the people like it and then if I want to use a guide I can use a guide if I um, want to play it as a standard playthrough I can play it as a standard playthrough blind (laughs) Mm -hmm. while Doom is the type of game that I will buy within the month that it comes out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just have a grand time (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm i know there are people who will buy both games on day one and enjoy enjoy both of them um i personally am not really into either one so i'll just keep playing breath of the wild although i'll be tracking down a uh copy of animal crossing for certain members of my family so no, I personally don't understand the appeal of Animal Crossing. It doesn't work on me, but I know what it means to I know it means certain other things to other people and I I appreciate that and I respect that and I I want to honor that. I for uh, for Brad, it's in his top 5 games. Animal Crossing is like the series itself is probably in my top 20. Mm-hmm. I uh I like it because it's like, oh, you get to, um, you get to talk with uh, animals or people, have mm-hmm. a conversation, and see just how good or bad or awkward <laughs> um, people can get, especially uh, characters like Tom Nook. Mm-hmm. Over the last how long, like. At least twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, not tw- um, yeah, twenty. Tw- more like eight, eight. I think the first Animal Crossing came out on GameCube back in, I want to say oh two or oh three. Yeah, so it's, over, uh, it's approaching twenty years. Within the last couple decades, right? Definitely not the last couple decades, though. But yeah, it's a fun game just to. I, the type of person who always has to, who always stays wired, always has to stay active. And this game is the perfect balance because 
I can just wind down <laughs> so much. And it's just you play it for an hour a day. Uh-huh. And then you come back to it the next day. And it just – There's always it, something new to do, right? There's always something new to do, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike uh, Facebook. But, <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> – I'm not uh, – Making any punches, I am, but <laughs> but we're, we're punching at Facebook. Which we're punching at a, Facebook, a, which is acceptable in my opinion. Yes, <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah. Um, did you hear about the um, Star Wars book or comic? No, I know. I know they're out there. I know they they are a thing, but I'm not sure which specific story you're looking at here. The specific story that I'm getting at is that in one of the books or one of the comics, um, the Palpatine that they were facing in um, the last episode was, and it's canon, is supposed to be a clone. (laughs) By the way, spoiler warnings for Rise of the Skywalker. Yes. For those who haven't watched For those who haven't watched the trailer. Allegedly. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Okay. Now that that's out of the way, I, I think I did see something about that um, where uh, the the Palpatine was, was a clone and, you know, I, I just saw the headline. I didn't really have a chance to dive into that story. I mean, yeah, that um, – those kind of plot lines have been used before. Like we talked about a game called Dungan Rumpa. <laughs> and in that through there's um within that series there is a quote unquote character mm-hmm. that um allegedly clones him or herself <laughs> so that all their thoughts can be transferred to another body. <laughs> I haven't yet been able to get to Danganronpa, you know, because they only printed like 10 copies and now they're all astronomically expensive on Amazon. Yeah. Even the even the trilogy collection that was released, they only made like 15 copies and they didn't have a chance to get to it. They need to put it on um, the – I don't know the name of the PlayStation, but I will um... – Call it the PlayStation eShop just because I'm a Nintendo fan. I think it's just called uh, PSN Store or something like that. They need to put it on the PSN Store. <laughs> yes. Even though, even though I like to have physical copies whenever possible. Yeah. Because that's what – and we got into The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. It's ironic because Rampa does have its own animated TV series. Mm-hmm. So that worked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they should release the games to the network so that more people can play them. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Because it's a it is a very good uh I mean I've played from a, outsiders. Yeah. It's a good I played game. a demo of it and it seemed we my kind of weird and just haven't had the opportunity to dive into it. Yeah. And, you know, now that, you know, it's not for sale anymore. I'm not sure. We'll see if I get the chance later. 
Um, for those who don't know what this game is about, it's a very unique uh, murder mystery game. And it's not like one murder. It's more like uh, aim throughout. It's like the murder of more than just one person. More mm-hmm. like um, is it kind? Is it kind of like a series of murders that you're trying to solve? Yes, and more people get murdered along the way, right? <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. kind of your job or the main character's job to figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. I like that game from the outside just a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, speaking of um, PSN and PlayStation and games, have you seen the um, demo for Final Fantasy VII Remake? Actually, I played it. I tried it out last night, and I like it. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to put this game on my radar now. Um, I did, I haven't played Final Fantasy VII since, you know, the first time I played it, you know, back around the time it came out. Um, it seems they definitely the bat, I like the change in the battle style. It's more, feels more like an action, a faster action game. And, uh, although the, uh, the spider sentinel uh, finished me off at the end of you know, which I presume would be the end of the demo anyway. A spoiler warning, <laughs> a little bit. Just... Oh yes. Um, so I didn't really didn't feel like trying the battle again, but uh, at least not until I till I get the full game um, for real. It's supposed to come out next month, right? Yeah, and it's. Um... People who have played the demo so far have said that the. Um, the original does um, does hold up because the combat system is uh, uh, vastly different, correct? Yes, it is. Um, it looked like there were a couple options where I could do a battle style that was more like the original series, original game, but I didn't choose that option. Um, I might try it later, but... Um, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the Final Fantasy VII remake, which to me seems like something the internet willed into existence, and here we are. Yeah, and some of my friends who have played the demo have said that it this game is going to be around 150 gigabytes. That sounds about right. It sounds about right. And it's supposed to be, like, I think it's supposed to be released over multiple episodes, so... Um, I heard three episodes. Right. I think it's one, one episode per disc of the original game. So, <laughs> so the, the game that comes out in next month is going to pr- probably be about the first, what would have been the first disc of the original game that tells you the kind of work that's going into it and kind of the craziness you might be signing up for if you take that on. Yeah. And, um, there are probably some people who are looking I mean, who would say, "Oh, 150 gigabytes is a lot of uh, is a lot of memory." And I'll um, it is. most 
but that shouldn't affect you from buying this game because um, well, uh, Square Enix put from what I've seen and what from people who have played a good amount of the game, they've put in a lot of love into this game. That 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 was evident from the from the demo that I saw and I'm I'm I hadn't planned on getting that before, but I might uh, I'm definitely gonna think about it now. I mean from a from one game developer to another <laughs> conversation you from game development, you want your developers to have more fun than your audience. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, I think with this game, that's the, I think that's the message they want to right. mm-hmm. said. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, oh, uh, what else? Um, but I would say, oh, Although, should, if you're where are you gonna where are you gonna sit while you play this game now that our fans closing? I was gonna go for a different joke. I was gonna <laughs> be like Final Fantasy VII remake was a work of art, and I guess Art Van isn't because <laughs> 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 they're closing all their stores. <laughs> they are. Um, kind of a bit of a shock for those of us, those in the Detroit area and those of you who aren't. Um, Art Van is a fairly large um, furniture chain in this area. Um, they have, you know, some stores in other states, but they're primarily in southeastern Michigan and uh, all their stores are, are closing. That's, I mean, I mean, most of the furniture that I am. Yeah. The furniture that I have at places like my aunt's house and stuff, they uh, have all been like Art Van or another place called Naked Furniture. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, not that we're sponsored by them. We're not sponsored by them. (laughs) I don't think Art Van's going to be sponsoring anybody anymore. Exactly. (laughs) Um, They're more likely to be moving to the DIA now. Mm Mm-hmm. Because their place will never close. But a certain governor may um did try to sell their um sell their art, but that's a whole nother story, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not one worth going into, but Yeah. But no, it's like there's gonna be a lot of people who are going to get laid off now and <laughs> it's going uh, um it, we it, need a hey, they need to go the route of um what's it called um um toys r us and just find a better business plan mm-hmm. so that they can potentially reopen again and then um because yeah, yeah, this I mean, state needs this. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be tough. Um, you know, not, it's not just the art band workers that are going to be laid off. It's you know all the uh, various businesses that support them um, as well that are going to have troubles now. Um, 
and it's, uh, it's unfortunate. And uh, hopefully, the, all these folks can can land on their feet eventually. Yeah, exactly. But um, let's see how many. Um, do we want to talk about Stadia? Why would we want to be different than anybody else? Then not. You know, why should we talk about Stadio and no one else is? I mean, that's the joke, Ian. Yes, <laughs> I get that. <laughs> hey, yeah, <coughs> it's like why? <coughs> um, why should we stand out? Stadia has it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they need Stadia's Stadia's not doing too well and it it seems Google's not doing a whole lot to help its help its chances of survival. What Stadia needs to do is take all the profits from Art Van and put it into their <laughs> um what games profits? and yes. <laughs> That's why Art Van's closing. Yes. <laughs> because there's nowhere to stand. <laughs> I mean there's no place to <laughs> there's no place to sit because we're playing stadia mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that was bad. I'm sorry <laughs> um, do we have anything else on this topic? <laughs> uh not on stadia not on stadia uh that's good. um let's make this just a little more awkward <laughs> let's do it <laughs> let's do it all right, so um. Um, oh, there's a couple new um, – there's a new YouTube change. Like um, YouTube is brought out this um, – and YouTube is, for the most part, within these last – since it's existed, been the middleman between advertisers and content creators. They've always mm-hmm. they've always been the middleman. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now they've let go of being the middleman and they're saying now the um content creators should be the middleman between their content and um advertisers. <laughs> Wasn't this something that YouTube was going to allow, like their larger channels, to kind of pers- pursue their own ads instead of relying on YouTube to provide the ads? Or did I did I misunderstand the story? I may be misunderstanding. We both may be misunderstanding the story, but it's yeah, it's supposed to be for like larger creators because YouTube has not been doing a good job. Lord knows we've never talked about YouTube and how AdSense has been affected. <laughs> In adpocalypse after adpocalypse after adpocalypse. Yeah. So, um, yes, there needs to be like this yeah, one. Can. We need to make – I know what we need to do. We need to make a um, – like an emote for our – for this podcast that um, – um, that looks like uh, Cthulhu. And we call it Cthulhu Popcalypse. <laughs> Is that going to be the title of our episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we were talking before this and we were like, 
what are we going to name this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, we're going, uh, Randy, we're going to call this episode Cthulhu Apocalypse. <laughs> Okay. I missed something clearly. I was not in the room for any of this conversation. No, like It's what's... okay, Randy. I was in the room and I still don't understand. <laughs> well then. Um as you know I'm just along for the ride here. Yeah. <laughs> as you know, like YouTube keeps having these um adpocalypses. I hate YouTube. I hate Google. I try to avoid Google products at all costs. Or I guess is YouTube still a Google product or are they a separate alphabet company? I don't know. No, no. they're still part of Google. They're That's part so of Google. And they didn't have a whole and the former the first CEO of this company kind of didn't have a choice just because they um needed a means to sustain themselves. But now um I mean YouTube is still struggling to turn a profit and it just means they haven't landed on the right business model yet yeah exactly so we're looking because there's been three four five apocalypses within the last i don't know as many years. five years <laughs> we're going to come up with an emote for this um a podcast that looks like um Cthulhu called the Cthulhu Apocalypse. <laughs> so because why not? Because we. I mean, we, I for one welcome our Eldritch overlords, but whatever. <laughs> because we love YouTube, but we understand where it's coming from. Mm. Oh my God, YouTube! I do not want a free trial of YouTube Music. I do not want a free trial of Family. I don't want a free trial of anything. Stop asking me. I don't. Randy, I don't mind those ads. I get those. I get an ad from YouTube TV, and those. That's another one I don't once, want. Um, I get those once every few days, but I don't do, use YouTube often. So every time I open YouTube, I get pestered with one of those ads. I, I, YouTube, you know, just just can't take a hint. And their business model, what they do, like. I Pay have, us and we'll stop annoying you? <laughs> I have a playlist of about 200 songs. And so every time I get to like that 10th song, they bring in another ad. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> it gets a little annoying, but I'm used to it. Um, but um, speaking of YouTube and ads um, – there's this one guy I've been um, getting ads from. Um, I get a text once a day. I get a um, – what's it called? I get a text once a day. I get an ad from him um, on the YouTube headlight – on the YouTube highlights at the top. I get two pre-roll ads – from him um once every half hour when i'm watching uh youtube videos <laughs> i get uh sponsored content from facebook and um um uh, a bunch of targeted ads every time 
his name pops up, and um, do you know who I'm talking about? If it's anything Randy. like me, it's still Michael Bloomberg ads, even though he's not running anymore. I guess they're just still running them because he paid for them ahead of time. I mean, that would explain the mailer that came to my house uh, yesterday. So yeah, I, so I'm, confused. I'm not talking about Bloomberg, Randy. Bloomberg, um, <laughs> on record, I will say I've had, and I don't like him at all. <laughs> I he I don't think gets anybody me, did. Um, and the more more the more news that came out about him, the more people disliked him. I mean, he spent $500 million on his campaign. He could have just given every single person in America a million dollars and solved a whole lot of problems. And, I mean, he really, left that, over. and then he, people really would like him. True. It's more like one point. That would be illegal. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be, oh, yeah. But it'd be more like 1.1 million because there's more like 295 to 297 million people in yeah, the yeah. U.S. <laughs> I did my home I did my homework on that. <laughs> but no, like I'm not talking about Bloomberg. He all I see from him are targeted ads. I'm talking more about um someone uh who should be feeling the burn himself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him. I, <laughs> I was like um I literally can't to be bluntly honest, uh, and I was like, oh, what is his good objective roles? I see that he's a pretty good candidate. And he could be a competitor to Biden. Of course. But then I'm like, where does, where does the, <clears throat> Looking from an IT security side, where does the non-classified information end and where does the um, confidential and secret information begin? And when I <laughs> look, I mean, he's posting to Facebook. He's posting to Twitter. He's posting to Discord. He's posting um, – he has his own Twitch channel. There's – no point in his campaign where he's not um where he's not where he's not up front mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like uh <clears throat> and when i look at that i'm like hey that's fine and dandy with his campaign mm -hmm. you can do that you can do that but when he governs the way he does, and it's the same thing, what's happening is that he is losing a little bit of his confidentiality over always being available <laughs> and, and always having accessible information. And you can't do that because in the end, you'll have neither. <laughs> so what what type of confidential information is he putting out there, though? Is it? You know, just information about his campaign and what he's campaigning to do, or, yeah. or is there something, some information that he's putting out there that he shouldn't? No, he's just. I'm not saying that he's putting out confidential information. I'm saying that he isn't. There is no confidential information with this guy. He's putting out none. All of it, 
he considers to be non-classified. <laughs> he, well, I, I don't mean, see a point when he takes a break and says, "Oh, there, um, I have to <laughs> do my uh, do my job, and there's information that." is mandatory that I have to keep to myself. <laughs> I don't see so, that with so him. You're, so you're, <laughs> you're, you're thinking that, you know, Bernie's going to be spilling all of our state secrets. Should he, should he get elected? And, um, I'm saying that he is more of the same and our, <laughs> um, and the problem was never the money. the, problem was always um how people of power use information and even our information at this point <laughs> that's just my opinion mm-hmm. on that <laughs> i uh, yeah i'm 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 a little lost i'm not sure where you're going with that um Maybe I just haven't gone to, you know, all of the Discord channels and the Twitch channels and the YouTube channels and the Twitter channels and the Facebook channels. You know, I I mean, granted, I've I've decided who I was going to vote for. And unfortunately, my candidate has already dropped out. So I'm assessing what I'm going to do with that information. Um, maybe I'll vote for her anyway to make a statement. Maybe I'll get in line. You know, with the inevitable, I know I just haven't decided what I'm going to do. Um, but I, you know, and maybe maybe that's a reflection on me as a voter and not making myself the most informed to see, you know, what's out there on Discord. Um, you know, I'm not on Discord. I don't know what it's about. So, you know, I'm not going to look there. I'm barely, you know, same with Twitch. I'm not there. I'm not looking for candidate information there. You know, if I want information about a candidate, I'll go out to their website and see what they say. Um, I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, when it comes to Discord information, I don't have it either. Uh-huh. I, I don't have information out there. Don't have a username out on there. I don't have a Reddit. I just get information from people from those. I mean, what I use is Twitch. Uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, basically, and those are my um, those are my mainstays. But anyway, um, I do want to get a little more into that later. But let's um, end off. Um, Phil, where can we find you? Um, you'll probably find me in a voting booth on uh, Tuesday, trying to decide who I'm who I'm actually going to vote for. Yes, please go vote. And I can be found at um, eInformed.com, informed with an A. And even if your preferred candidate has dropped out, it's still important to show up to vote because there are other questions being asked um, that you you do have a valid voice on. So um, if you're not in Michigan, you know, check when your state primaries are, are scheduled to be. There are probably other important local questions that are up for vote as well. So, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, DFTBA, and please uh, go vote. Thank you.